We'll get started here uh, uh, talking about the days of heaven and earth, and we'll let's let's uh, read our uh, couple of foundations of scriptures, and then we'll get into what we're going to talk about today, which I think would is is be perfect for us. So our, our number one foundational scripture has been Deuteronomy eleven, chapter eleven, verse twenty one. Um, and within that verse, it says, as the days of heaven on earth. And as we've talked about heaven and earth before, we can't talk about it without just highlighting the law of first mention, which is Genesis 1-1. It says, in the beginning, God created uh, the heavens and the earth, right? Uh, and conjunction, Genesis 1-1. And then Genesis 2-1, which is part of what we're going to talk about today, it says, and God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them. So all the occupants. So it just it's just letting you know right there in Genesis 2-1 that, that heaven wasn't just a, a, some type of a mass void of wilderness. It said God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them. So that means heaven and earth was occupied, right? It had inhabitants, right? Genesis 2-1. Now, so, so, so if we go by what we've highlighted quite a bit here at the church, Matthew 6-10, uh, the Lord's Prayer, uh, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. So we have inhabitants in occupying the heaven realm and inhabitants occupying the earth realm. Uh, it was, um, you know, Jacob praying, uh, says he saw the the angels ascending and descending from heaven. So while we are sitting here existing, uh, Jacob got a, a a peek into the spirit realm and he saw the angels moving back and forth. You know, the Bible says angels hearken into the voice of God. So there's always stuff going on in the spirit realm, even though sometimes we focused more on the natural realm. You know, like at uh, the time I told you I made a a, a grave error in uh, uh, throwing a Mother's Day card to my wife like a Frisbee, and we came back home, and the, and the spirit had changed in the house. But, but me and my son knew as soon as we walked in the door, and we didn't even know. Well, I was naive to my plight and what I had done. I was just coming in. We 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 won so many basketball games. We was all happy, like oh man, we was balling this, that, and the other. Walked in the door, like man, something happened in here. It, it really since it seemed like somebody died or something, but it was the spirit. And we pick up these things all the time, like. But sometimes we go, well, logically, I don't understand why this is happening, or logically, I don't know why this person is operating this way. But it doesn't always have anything to do with logic. A lot of times it's what's going on in the spirit realm. If you're naive to that, you'll be attacked. Imagine the adversary behind the scenes working the controls, but using you to uh, snap on people, to react to people. And he's just playing both people almost like a piano, like the piano's being played. So we have to not be ignorant of his devices and pay attention to what's going on in the spirit realm. Uh, but we highlighted for it to be on earth as it is in heaven in Matthew 6.10. And we gave you Matthew 11.12 uh, when it says uh, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violence, the violent take it by force. Um, and, and it said, it's, uh, another version said that uh, almost like 
uh, because of the kingdom of heaven and the, the, it's getting closer and nearer and nearer, it's creating a panic. And by creating a panic, uh, uh, people are now almost like uh, fighting or panicking for position of, of, of the, the, that heavenly real estate. So the, the demonic forces are fighting to, to keep us from accessing what we're supposed to inherit or possess, right? And so, 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 so as we get closer and closer to what God is trying to do, uh, uh, they, they baited me into it, so it'll be com coming soon. We'll be talking a little bit about some of the end time stuff. So uh, some of the laws, the prophets, the times, and the fulfillments. Right, so so that's how I was working on all night <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, but but when you when you start to look at when time starts to move, you know there's people that are paying attention to they they understand the times and the seasons, but there's some people that are ignorant to it because they're so caught up in the cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things. When God is moving, it interrupts them or it, it, so they can panic. Oh my God! I should have been doing this. Oh my God! I should have been doing that. Oh my God! Did I forget this? You know, and that's not the time. You know, like you 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 planning the trip. It's probably good to prepare yourself ahead of time instead of waiting to the last minute. Because last minute you frantically running around. Oh, I should have did this. Oh, I didn't do this. I did. Oh, I got to get my hair done. No, it's better to get out ahead of stuff than to be uh, panic and react. And this is what the scripture tells us to be also ready uh, for that reason. So with that in mind, we're talking about the 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 host of heaven and earth and we talked about for it to be on earth as it is in heaven let's go to Ephesians 3 Ephesians chapter 3 because remember we said that you can sense around us that something's going on because some people that we care about or people that we're close to or people that just have access to our life seems like there's a lot of people around us that's been um, what word could we use Tripping? <laughs> hey, let's just use tripping, right? Uh, and, and again, it's not necessarily them, but it's the adversary trying to work things, right? And um, we're going to find out why, why the adversary is trying to create havoc. Because you would think he'd just, you know, blow up your house or something. But why is he... Why, why every time you're on a roll, it's a people situation? Or, you know, you shine your light so bright, you know, you're brilliant, you're, you're evolving, your anointing gets higher, favors in your life, and you go into another level. And so that's an exciting time, right? You know, things happening, uh, debts clear, things, you know, all types of stuff. You just got a new, another new car, yeah, just because you just extra. You know, you just got it. You know, a couple new suits or whatever you got. Um, uh, and then you promote it to another level. You're uh, traveling around the country, speaking in all these different venues, and uh, you get you. Now it's time to go home because you know Thanksgiving's coming around. You know, cause, yeah, no matter what you're doing, Thanksgiving always shows up, right? Or, or Christmas, or you know, whatever the 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 family things that usually come around, or or the the summer cookout or whatever. And you figure, hey, you're excited, and you can't wait to share. The good news. All this time I've been telling y'all about God and how God is blessed. And I know y'all been looking at me like, well, how come he ain't blessing you? And you can't wait to share. Hey, 
God is blessing me like I told you. But you don't get the reaction that you thought you was going to get. <laughs> Matter of fact, some people change the conversation halfway before you even got into it. They didn't start talking about something else. You're like, I didn't even finish my point. I didn't complete the blessing, you know. Matter of fact, it seemed like they didn't change the conversation because you're smiling. <laughs> like, you didn't get to open your mouth. You're just smiling too much, right? Like, before you get to say something, they leave the room. You know, like, yeah, how you doing? You're like, like, we ain't seen each other in a while. But something's up with that, right? Something. Why is that always happens? You know? <laughs> Right? All right, so so here in Ephesians 3, starting with verse 14, it says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So 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 Paul's praying for for the, the Ephesians at Ephesus. And he said, This is why I'm bowing my knees. He says, and I'm praying to the Father, who is this Father? Of whom the whole family, right? Do you see that word whole family there? Look. In heaven and in earth is named. So here we have not just Genesis 2 1 that says there's a host of inhabitants. That's the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we see Paul is highlighting a family that's resident in heaven and earth, right? I so this 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 is this is big for us to recognize that we have these uh we have these things in operation. We have these two families in operation. So, uh, so we have a heavenly family too, right? See, so what's missing a lot of times in our life is that missing pieces, that harmony. Like we're supposed to be harmonizing with heaven. And so, so <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead. All right, so, so, and a lot of times we're ser searching for significance in in everything else in our life but in the kingdom see once we we, we establish ourselves for certain significance and validation right in the kingdom we start to harmonize in heaven because everyone in heaven is what their significance is what kingdom minded right that's what's most important to them kingdom minded Right, so, so so that's that's what our goal should be. Even Jesus, look at this in uh, Matthew twelve. You know these. You know you see all these different uh, breadcrumbs and signs, and you know some of these things. You're like, now I wonder why he said that. But let's look at this. You know, in Jesus' interactions, because Jesus almost operated playing off of the heaven realm without thinking about it. Sometimes, so he almost had to check himself. You know, I'm about my father's business. And, you know, I can see Joseph going, so what am I? You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then he had to, like, realize, oh, no, I'm not in the heaven realm. I'm in the earth realm. My bad. <laughs> and then it said he was, he, he was uh, uh, subservient unto them. But here we go, Matthew 12, 46. Uh, and uh, it says, uh, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother? Who is my brother? He almost like, <laughs> they was like, I just told you. They, I <laughs> he said, but then he, then he said, 
And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brother. Verse 50. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same as my, my brother and sister and mother. So now he's locking us in to I'm more. What's most important is everyone is harmonizing with the kingdom. I'm not. It's not like I have no love for people that are not, but they're, they, they don't realize when they're trying to prove that they have more important value in my life by standing outside instead of coming in and listening with everybody else, that, that me trying to, to uh, how can I say, validate my significance on showing them, okay, let me go out there and be there for them, is not more important than me being there for the kingdom. Right? The scripture says seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right? It didn't say that's the only thing you would be seeking. It said first. Because the scripture could have easily said seek ye only the kingdom of God. Right? But it says seek ye first. Right? Right, So with that in mind, Jesus was even focusing on the heavenly family. And it says, even he said in Mark chapter 10, it says, uh, they that give up, you know, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, houses for, for God's sake. It says we receive a hundredfold now in this time and the time to come. So again, he's focusing on heaven and earth. Now in this time would be the earth realm and in the time to come. It reminds me of David in Psalm 27, 13. He says, I would have fainted. I would have given it up unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord from, from the heaven realm in the land of the living. That's here and now, right? Right. So, so again, you see a whole lot of heaven and earth parallels and you see a lot of emphasis on family see because this is the key what you start to recognize the devil can only get to those that are outside the family like 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 you ever notice in your actual family who the devil attacks he don't attack those that are in harmony he attacks those that are on the outskirts they're easier targets right if you even go through this history of the children of Israel, the people that got taken out was normally on the outskirts. <laughs> you know, they was kind of outside. Even as you grow in churches, you'll see the people that are kind of on the outskirts, are the, they, get picked, they get picked off easily because they're not planted or tied in. Uh, I, I, I heard this this week, so I was going to share this with you. It was a, a theologian. Um, uh, uh, let me see. Sight. Cyprian, uh, C-Y-P-R-I-A-N of Carthage, uh, is a famous theologian. He said, he who does not have the church for his mother cannot have God for his father. He does not have the church for his mother cannot have God for his father. See, so in the earth realm, the church is where we get our nurturing and we flow. Because you notice you need mother and father. Like, you don't just need nurturing. You know, you need some 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 direction correction and discipline too you need like the, the package you need some you need vision but you also need sensitivity right right you need you need both like you just can't you know uh it's a balance that that so if you get if it's if you get overly nurtured you're probably gonna be soft as butter if you get overly fathered you're probably gonna be hard as a rock Right, you need a balance of both, and so God has created in His earth realm, uh, of course, God the Father to uh, stretch us, to challenge us, to build our character, but also He's created His church to grow us and to nurture us and to take care of us. Um, so He set some things up. 
Again, we're still talking about the, the, the family. Because God said this. He was talking about heaven and earth. He said, if you can't love your brother who you see, if you hate your brother that you can see, how are you going to love me who you can't see? So, so, so he's saying, like, you, you got to love what you can't see as well as what you can see, not uh, one or the other. So he's hoping that we uh, convert some of our, our oh, no, he's hoping that we harmonize together. You know, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves. Be fitly joined together. Like family is big for God, you know, for us to stay together. But sometimes we take our family inspiration and we convert it into uh envious competition like even like the closest husbands and wives can compete uh brothers and sisters compete you know sisters and sisters you know you, if you watch it like you watch your sons and your daughters or whatever you watch how they compete they're tempted to compete when when you have you already have your team if you have a family, you have a team. Now, now the goal is for God. He wants you to use your team to be filled up with overflow and to pour out into everybody you meet. But you, but, but you have to harmonize together. It's important that families uh, flow together in, in agreement. But it's really for us to live on earth as it is in heaven. We harmonize as families in the earth realm. We harmonize with all we have in the heaven realm. So all those spiritual blessings in heavenly places attach itself to us. And this is the thing in our life. We've learned how to alienate, tolerate, frustrate, sometimes hate, but we must learn how to harmonize. So we've learned how to alienate, tolerate, frustrate, or even sometimes hate, but we must learn how to harmonize. So we have to be able to operate in transparency and, and, and vulnerability. So we have to stop belittling every relationship into competition or comparison we have to stop belittling every relationship we reduce every relationship you know uh, guys have a have a thing they have to go out of it you just pick it up naturally where you size up everybody you know what shoes do they have on how do they look what are they driving uh, how did how did they talk? What's their disposition? And sometimes what we do, we spend all our time trying to find out what's wrong with people, as opposed to embracing what's right with them, and and attaching ourselves to evaluating it ourselves. Like uh, I notice you do such and such, Jamal. Could you show me how you do that? Hey, you notice I notice you do this pretty good. So so is that like natural? I mean, did you your parents teach you that? Like like how do you do that? I have a friend of mine. Um, uh, uh, he was a former athlete. I met him playing basketball. This is good. Uh, he's, uh, I tell him this all the time. He's one of the first people I've seen who's just so disciplined. Now, but his parents just trained him to be disciplined in his uh, savings and his finances. And I watched while everybody was getting cars. He wasn't caught up in keep it up. He just drove around the same car. But he had, he had money. His car, he, he, he totaled his car one day in a, in a car accident. He just went out and bought a Mercedes. You know, he's probably still driving a uh, S series now, but but uh, and then you know when he got in business, he just uh, business just kept going up. It's multi million dollar business now. Then he started another business just so his kids would have a legacy. So he made them there. They went through college, put them through college. They come out and now they're running the second business. But 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 what I'm saying, I learned from him. Instead of hating, because he's a part of the family of the kingdom of God. I just learned stuff from him, you know. And I, honestly, 
subconsciously, a lot of how we 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 wasn't keeping up with wasn't keeping up with nobody. Uh, started to discipline our finances, but I first I first saw it in him. Then there's another young man that I mentored for years, and I watched him. Yeah, you know, just took his time just to start saving. Saving. Uh, took. I remember the first time he told me. He says, he says "Hopefully you don't mind me saying this. I ain't saying the name. Uh, you know what it is." But he was like, "Man," he said, "Keith, man, I actually have fifty thousand dollars in the bank. Like fifty thousand. That was a long time ago. He says millions now. <laughs> you know, young, young, very young. Uh, it might be, might might be still in his thirties or close to forty now. Probably maybe forty now." Uh, but 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 I, his but his parents taught him some things. His his dad taught him how to navigate to grow in, in what he's doing in business. His mom uh, is in ministry, taught him the foundational character stuff like that. And so patient, not trying to do what everybody else was doing, just took his time and grew up. So so family is important, and really learning from the people around you, not trying to size everybody up or prove well I, I'm just as sweet as you. Because we, you know, this is the thing about guys, too. I'll share this. We, we, we were taught how to act like we know stuff. Like a lot of us. You know, a lot of us, you know, especially when the, with the baby boom, you had a lot of missing fathers. So Uncle Jimmy come over the house. You know you're the man of the house now, right? But you ain't the man of the house. You're the oldest male in the house. Well, you ain't the man of the house. And then so what you start doing is acting like a man. And so for a lot of us, we just act like stuff, you know. And some of us are so, we're such good actors, people think you actually know stuff. So they ain't going to teach you what you don't know. See, I, I, I threw that stuff away a long time ago. If I don't know nothing, I don't know it because I, I want to find out what I don't know, not trying to prove what I do. That's how you grow. So some people are stuck in time because some of the young ladies, they'll position themselves where they'll hover and watch, but they won't get close enough to get this stuff that's necessary. You may get the tangibles, but you won't get the intangibles at a distance. You're going to have to get close. The only way you can get close to people is be vulnerable. So some people will forfeit that, which is affecting their families, which is affecting their children, which is affecting their life, which is affecting the body of Christ, all because they don't want to be uncomfortable. See, but that's not how it works. We actually have to uh, harmonize just like they do in heaven and earth. Imagine if the angels operated that way. Right, so so again, we have this this heaven and earth life, and we said that that uh, uh, even even when Paul said I pre- my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, was in demonstration of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What he was saying is your faith can't just be in what you can naturally deal with in the earth realm. Your faith has to be in some of the supernatural stuff. So even as you're believing for stuff, there's some practical things that we have to do. But, but, but that's not it. There's, there's a supernatural part of this life that's just as real as the natural part of this life. But some of us don't even, don't, like, supernatural is almost like, a, was it Haley's Comet comes every, whenever, every blue moon. We live, a, I'm not saying we don't talk faith, because, you know, Christians talk faith. I'm talking about live by faith, like we're, we're, where faith is just as much as part of our life as the practical, right? And so, so that's going to be a whole nother level for us. See, this earthly nourishment that we, we get, doing the things that please people, doing the things that give us props, doing the things that look good or save face, or just, you know, some of the things, I'm going to get this position, or I'm going to hang out with this person, I'm going to have this business. 
that's earthly nourishment and it's designed to sustain us we have to operate in the earth realm to sustain us play your games win your sports buy your shoes get your car get your house do all those things that stuff is supposed to sustain us not quench us See, so, so, so if all we did was the earthly ventures where we can sustain our life but, but, but we'll still be thirsty right all right so 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 that's why we need the word of God, the things of God, the worship of God, because that manna from heaven is what quenches us, right? So just like we have we learned colors, syllables, and, and, and sentences to navigate in the earth realm, the word is what helps us to navigate in the heaven realm. So when so you get in this earth realm, and I remember, because I was, I was the, the, the foster parents I stayed with, they had a, a granddaughter that spent a lot of time with me. So... So she was real. I, mean, I don't know how old. I don't even know how far we are apart. Um, but but she was little, which where I had to teach her colors. And I'm a kid, but you know I, I'm patient. Because imagine teaching somebody colors that never knew what the color was. See, right now if I say blue, we relate. But suppose you don't even. What does that mean, blue? Right. So so but we learn we learn in blue so eventually you can navigate in life. You can see colors and it helps you to how to respond and, and how to identify and select. Right? We learn uh alphabet because eventually we need to be able to communicate words. We learn words because eventually we got to communicate sentences. We learn sentences because eventually we got to read Bibles and paragraphs and stories and, and instructions and things of that nature. So we sit here and we say, some of us actually show up in school and say it's boring. So what we're saying is it's boring for me to learn how to navigate in the earth. See, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be hiding and running when I get to certain levels in my life because I never took the time to learn the simple thing. Right. So we learn numbers and stuff like that, because as much as we love money, you might want to be able to count it. As much as you love money, you might want to be able to navigate where people won't just be stealing and siphoning your money. Right. So you learn how to exchange mediums. Well, how much more do we need to learn how to operate in our in our spiritual power? In our giftings and our callings. To recognize, to be able to discern uh, what spirits are hovering around us. Even though the, the young lady looked beautiful, but she was a witch on the inside. Like I've never seen an ugly looking witch. Because that, that, that's not how the, the, the witch gets you. She got to look good. Right? And so, so, so same thing. Like, so, so the guy has to look good to hustle you. So it can't be what you see on the surface. Don't look on the things that you see for the temporary. Look on the things that you can't see. How do you navigate through those things if we don't embrace our instruction in, in spiritual processing, right? Heaven and earth. I'm still, we're still talking about um, family. We're going to get to it, right? So here, uh, me and my wife are just talking about this. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough for us to communicate sometimes, right? And, 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 and like the more we grow sometimes it's going to be harder to communicate as even a church family because we all have different backgrounds different cultures so uh i'm not trying to be graphic uh i won't say nothing really over the top but i'll say something just for effect so uh 
Well, the first thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to do is uh, I started working with youth, children. Uh, when I first got hired at the church, I was the athletic director. I worked at campus ministries, but I also worked with the uh, children. Uh, and we only had kindergarten and first grade. The school was just opening. So I had to do um, had to do chapel, which was different because I had to open my, you know, I was used to telling people to read. These kids couldn't read. So I had to really learn how to be uh, vulnerable and animated. But then the other thing was, uh, as I would be talking to them and rap sessions and instructing them on doing the PE, uh, some of them would get loud and I would say, shut up. Well, the first time I said it, I was like, okay, what's going on here? What happened? Right, right. He's like, you said a bad word. I was like, a bad word? Like, you know, I had never heard that ever in my life before. Because in the culture I was from, at every age, that was a normal word. Right? Uh, then uh, uh, P-I-S-S, I'll just say it like that. So, so I, I said, well, the person was mad, but I used that, that phrase. Everybody froze. I was like, what's going on? Like, what happened? But in that culture, that's like almost like a curse word. But I was from a culture that it wasn't. You see, it says, so learning how to navigate, just having a conversation with somebody, uh, and we were just talking about how to, how to, we were talking about it, how to, you know, okay, so Columbus, Ohio, Newark, New Jersey, male, female. But we also was brought up in different houses, right? So, so her, her family taught her some things. I, I, was, I was brought up really by the time I turned 17, now I'm in two households. Because up until 14, I'm in one household. Then I meet my family. I'm visiting them on weekends. That's another. So I got two different types of houses. Day and night, too. It was just day and night. You know, like, the people I live with is, is quiet. It's all the time. You know, they was older kind of grandparents. Went to, y'all know it's the truth, went to my dad and them house, and I visit them on the weekends. It's partying all the time. And ar- it was some argument, argument. So it was different. It was like two shocks, right? I'm saying that to say, like, you have, we're a family, and we, we're working on how to harmonize together. But it takes a lot of selflessness to say, let me, let me try to understand Melanie Bradley, her background, her culture, what she was taught, what's her sensitivities, you know, as opposed to getting her to be like me, right? Or worse than trying to get her to be like me, I don't care enough about how she flow, I'm just comfortable with how I flow. And if she doesn't flow like that, I feel I'm justified to be offended. Right? But I'm not having given her an opportunity. Okay, when you said that, what was you thinking? To give her an opportunity to go, oh, no, no, I didn't mean that. But I'm going to get mad first. I'm not going to give her an opportunity. See, the Bible says that all the hosts of heaven and earth, the family of heaven and earth, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Do you think the up in heaven not harmonizing? You think that, how you going to come at me like that? You seen the angels rolling like that? We know they're not because the angels that decided to roll like that got kicked out immediately. Because you can't have disharmony in the heaven realm. Right? But the goal is not to have disharmony here on earth. Look, the scripture says in Philippians 2.14, 
do all things. How many things? Without murmuring and disputing. It says everything without murmuring. But how, many, how often do we complain? Murmur. Have side comments. Right? I, so, so I'm saying that to say we got to get back to harmonizing as a family on earth to harmonize just like with family in heaven. Right? All right? So, so, so I'm going somewhere here with this. All right. So. Okay, that's where it is. All right, so, 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 okay, so what God did was Jesus came down to show us how to operate, right? He came down to instruct us because here you got, you got these people coming in the earth realm on assignment, but, but getting clouded, losing their minds. You know, like conforming, not transforming. Uh, getting blinded by the little G God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And so what they were blinded from was why they were here in the first place to be uh, ambassadors or to be uh, uh, governors to assist in it being on earth as it is in heaven, days of heaven on earth. So, every, so everybody that comes in this world, it's like with Lot. Lot went to a city and, and conformed to the city. And the city was going to get taken out. He was about to get taken out with him as Abraham didn't come. But it's like we've been sitting to the earth realm and we're conforming to the world. Right? We're not transforming into who we, who we really are. And I, and I watch, you know, like, you know, I play ball and stuff like that. Let me tell you why I'm really not afraid while I'm out there playing. I'm, I'm older than all these guys. I'm, I'm, I'll be 60 in three years. You know why? Because I don't see courage. See, courage would be people that will represent what they believe, not conform to their circles around them. So since I don't see courage, I don't operate. If, let's say if somebody, you know, is, you know, people try to get tough, you know, they get posture and getting tough. And, you know, me, I be saying people have heart trouble and everything. Like, <laughs> that's my little line. You got heart trouble, you out here scared. Because this is a basketball court, not a boxing ring. Right? So the fact that you want to fight means you're scared of me. But see, I'm saying that because I'm representing Christ at every place I go. Y'all go to the gym, and you just hear a bunch of people call me pastor. Every place I go, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. See, so when I see people ashamed of the gospel, running from the gospel, hiding the gospel, see, that's fear. I'm not, I'm not putting them down, but I'm saying I'm not intimidated. The same posture you have to come at me, do that with the devil, and then, hey, then I'll have a lot more respect for you. Like, when you get all worked up and get offended with flesh and blood, do that with the devil. Let me see you show that same tenacity towards the devil. Yeah, I just gave, I offered that to you. I gave that to you. That was something I pulled from youth ministry because I tell, uh, and even when I worked in corrections, they'd be getting all rise up. I said, now do that with the devil. You, you're talking trash to me. Talk, talk trash to the person that, that have you here locked up. That got you, talk to trash to the person that got you bound in lust. Bound in fear. Be tough with that person. When I see children rising up against their parents, I say, rise up against the devil that got you, look, not even achieving the way you could achieve. You got somebody slapping blindness on you can't even read the books. You can't even comprehend simple strategies. And you one of the greatest people on the earth. 
All right, so so that just 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 a thought because we're still talking about harmonizing with heaven and earth and family. His family, yo. Oh. All right, so so we have this uh, we have this Proverbs eight, Proverbs eight, Proverbs eight. Let's run over to Proverbs eight real quick. I didn't want to teach this next week, but it's not about what I want to do. Proverbs eight twenty uh, seventh. And so, so, so we have the Holy Spirit, and when the whole and and Holy Spirit, uh, you gotta take my word for this. But I studied it out. A lot of times, when you see wisdom and holy, uh, it's, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? So here it says in Proverbs eight, and this is is a wisdom chapter. It says, "When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depths." Uh, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the foundations of the deep, when he gave the sea his decree uh, that the waters should not pass to his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth. So he talked about preparing the heavens and establishing the foundations of the earth at the same time. It says, then I was by him as one brought up with him as as I was daily his delight rejoicing always before him. Now this is wisdom talking, but I'm going to let you know it's the Holy Spirit talking. Right? And so he's saying, I was there when the heavens and earth was made. So why would you consult with anybody but me? If you want to harmonize, live a life of heaven on earth, which is what you want to do. Because we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3. So if you want all those spiritual blessings in your life, you think you would harmonize with heaven and earth. Why are we conforming to the, to, to the world? Why is that even a consideration? See, we don't see the benefits of the heaven and earth life. Like we'll cheat getting what we need for our blessings for something that ain't even worth it. Like it's called spiritual bribes. Like you're taking a bribe. You, that moment of pleasure don't even match up. To what you had, what you forfeited. Like you, sometimes at one point in our life, we gotta realize this ain't even worth it. Like you just gotta, you gotta. I'll be honest with yourself. This ain't even worth it because it clouds you. It makes you delusional. You sometimes you, to a lot of people that you know they probably won't tell you because they don't want to offend you. Well, you, you look like we're crazy half the time, but you're not crazy. You just caught up. And so you got to release yourself from, from, from that bondage that's stopping you from harmonizing uh, with heaven and earth. Right? you got to release that stuff that's stopping us from harmonizing with heaven and earth. So let's look here. Uh, I so, I'm sorry. This is, that's in Ephesians 4. We're going to go to Ephesians 4 uh, now. We'll just go there now. Let's go to Ephesians 4. So we can't be ignorant of his devices. And for me, you know, and for Pastor Mel, you know, as, as, as pastors, we want to be patient, but you're trying to give people the keys to the kingdom. You know, you're trying to get them to release them. But, you know, some people are kicking and screaming. Uh, uh, you mind me sharing some of what we talked? Me and Jamal was having a conversation, and Jamal said, uh, he said, I don't know what I was thinking. But we was talking about some transitions from when we was at 8015. And, and, and I know while we was talking, Jamal was like, well, I was there, but I don't remember nothing. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what I was thinking. And, and, and so as we were talking, like, it was like, man, like, based on what I'm seeing now and what I have now, 
oh my God, what was I thinking, right? And this is the thing, like, this is what we think. Like, we're like, do you realize you're like, you're getting the, the, the answer sheet. You know, imagine you have a test and somebody give you the answer sheet. And be like, man, I'm, I'm straight. Now, 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 some people say, mm -hmm. but that's how people are rolling. They're getting the answer sheet and they be like, I'm straight. And then when the test come and they don't pass it, they don't understand why they, they didn't pass the test. But one, they weren't paying attention in class. And then two, they got the answer sheet, but they was like, I'm straight. I don't need that. See, one of the things I realized, now you came to school when, when I was in high school, you might see me behind my math book playing three-card money and stuff like that. You know, I used to, I don't know if y'all know what three-card money is, but they switched the cards. But I used to could do it with one hand. Like I could hold a card with one hand, slap the card down, and switch the cards. Right, so I would do that because, you know, I had to hold up the book with one hand. Another hand, I was doing three-card money. You know, we was, I was gambling. And you might say to yourself, see, this class is not important to him. But the, see, see, I, wasn't, I was doing the other guys an injustice. I had already answered all the questions. I had already passed all the tests. I was bored. So I was like, well, ain't nothing else to do. Hey, you want to play some three-card money? We, you know, back then, it was like we play for dimes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> there's no money now. But, but what I'm trying to tell you is, what's our excuse when we come into the house of God not to be locked in? We already got the answers to the test. We already passed it. You see, see so we got to, there's no reason why we wouldn't get the cheat. You know, test coming up and somebody said, man, I got an answer sheet. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I passed the test with an A. Hey, you want it? No, I'm straight. I got that. <laughs> All right, so that's what God is trying to do. Now, now, now I'm, you ever go to school, and I remember when, uh, when I was in third grade and it was teaching on the, the levels of intellect. I remember this from third grade. It was, it was a history class. It was, I, was, I, was, I was laughing because I'm a kid, so I'm only eight. So all the words that they were talking about, we did the, we used to degrade people. And the teacher was saying, like, a moron is this, and an imbecile is this, and a, an idiot is this, and a smart person is this. But it was levels of intellect. You know, like, when you start out, you know, a person has uh, under 60% IQ, you know, I think that's moron or whatever. And then you just keep going to the different levels. I was laughing the whole class. <laughs> I was just an idiot. But, but I remembered it. To this day, I remember that's the first time I learned the, 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 the stages of intellect. Well, well, this is the thing. People are trying to share, teach you something. You're trying to, every stage you're learning something. Why wouldn't, and one of the things I learned is all I need to do is pay attention. I rarely studied, but I knew I had to pay attention and ask questions. I engaged myself and paid attention, and that's how I passed all my tests. But guess what? That's what I'm doing in life now. Uh, I don't know if it was you. I was talking to somebody. It was, it was Jamal. Who, uh, we was looking at some lighting at the church. And so... I, Jamal said, I got to get better at uh, uh, write, uh, writing down when it comes. Like, so, so, so if I get some new information, I got to write that down. Right? Right? So I gotta, basically, I got to take notes in my life. <laughs> so I got to take notes. That's what he basically said. I said, yeah. I said, man, I'm good for that. No, I, listen, before I even, they, I don't know if y'all know what a palm pilot is. I'm older. 
But, you know, that's when they first start writing, used to write graffiti and stuff like that. You know, so once I got that, it was cool because you can take it and convert it to your computer. And it would type, you know, would have it typed out for your computer. So, man, I used that thing over and over and over. Then, uh, so pieces of paper, like I got notebooks and pieces of paper for days. When I worked in a warehouse, I would write on the back of the bill, the bill of ladings. Every time I got some type of insight, I would write. I, now I got, she'll tell you, I got stacks and stacks and stacks. Of, but now it's on a computer. Why? Because I'm taking notes in my life. I don't want to miss nothing. Because I'm getting the answer sheet every day. He's showing us things to come. So when I allow myself to get distracted in the world, I'm missing out on some clues that's going to make sure I have heaven on earth. But I'm frustrated when I don't have heaven on earth in my life. All right? I so 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 this is the thing is um we're supposed to harmonize with heaven but the bible says can two walk together unless they be agreed so we're supposed to be harmonizing with so if god's pouring the spiritual spiritual blessings down in this narrow way but i'm over here we can't flow together because we're not in agreement which where where i should be at to receive what i need i don't think it take all that but it does Right, so so now now the scripture tells us this. It says uh, Philippians that I read Ephesians, right? Oh, okay. I'm gonna come back to I'm gonna come back to that Philippians. Two. <laughs> so I'm still gonna do Philipp, uh, uh, Ephesians four, but I want to do Philippians two first. It says, "Let this Philippians two verse five. I'm all hyped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized it. <laughs> We're all hype, rushing and carrying on." All right, so Philippians 2, 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, right? It says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, right? I right, so, 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 <laughs> oh, I just love this stuff. All right, so, it's what it's saying that Jesus, it says, Think of yourselves. This is the message version of verse uh, five, five or whatever, five or six or whatever I read. It says, "Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status, no matter what." So, so, so what it's saying is, he was equal with God, but on his earth realm. He embraced everything he needed to learn because to, he understood I'm already harmonizing with heaven. I've been sitting here to show everybody how to harmonize in earth so to have heaven on earth. So, 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 so I got that part down. And I'm not going to use my heavenly advantages here on earth. I'm going to depend on God. Down here we depend on God. Up there we flow like we flow. Right? So he said, he said, so he wasn't so busy focusing on saving face and things of that nature. See, those, those things cheat us from what's going to build our character, get our flesh out the way so we can see heaven, right? Right, so, so, so in, in Jesus' case, he wasn't about saving face. It wasn't about establishing dominance over others. It wasn't about fighting for significance at every opportunity. You know, some of us fight for significance at every opportunity. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like, so, so, uh, so, so I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with Pastor Mel, but up to this point, you were number one, right? And your whole esteem is, 
I'm number one, right? So now I'm dealing with Pastor Mel. Hey, 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 you know you're number one, right? So then I just could deal with Pastor Mel and Venetia. Hey, Jamal, you number one, man. Hey, 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 and I'm over here talking, Jamal, you number one. Hey, 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 you number one. Then after a while, I'm dealing with so many people, Jamal runs over here to make sure I see him so I can go, Jamal, you're number one. Jamal, you're number one. Man, know you number one. At some point, man, just know you're number one. Like, why is it? And then why do you have to save face at every situation? You got to let everybody know you're number one. What about getting what you need to go to another level? But it's like every, uh, listen, in some cases, every, people don't let nothing slide. Oh, no, I did that. Oh, 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 oh. Stop the party, shut down the music. I did that. All right, you can start the music back up. Keep the party going. Right? See, so, 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 Jesus didn't do all that. Imagine Jesus, I'm the Messiah. Like, like, we wouldn't even see him the same. If we read through the Bible and every time somebody was like, well, I don't know who created all this. Oh, really? It's like that now? I created it. You know, let me tell you what happened. You know, no, he wasn't about him and, 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 and showing how sweet he was. He was about giving everybody else what they needed to be sweet. See, some of us ain't doing that because it's gonna, we think it's going to outshine us. No, it makes you a lot more shiny when you pour out. When you give everything you got. Not holding back. Some of us have been reserving stuff for our platform. Not knowing we've been on our platform the whole time. Right? All right. So, so, so let's keep that in mind. Right? <laughs> All right. So, so, so again, we, we, we have to be in agree, agreement with heaven and earth. Right? And we got to take on the mind of Christ. Right? It says, like before it even gets to verse 5, in verse 3 it says, esteem others better than yourself. It says, look every man on the things of others and not on themselves. Uh, that's uh, verse 3 and verse 4. Before it even got to, then it said, let this mind be in you was also in Christ Jesus. But see, we spend so much time making sure we okay, not focusing on other people's lives. See, that's why we're not harmonizing with heaven. Because the angels are hearkening to the word of God. The angels are making sure you Get what you're supposed to get. Their whole life is about you. Your whole life's supposed to be about others. Hey, all the laws hang on these two. Love God with all your heart and love others as yourself. Because God knows if you, if you lock in on them, you're going to harmonize with heaven, right? See, it's about family, but it's about the whole family. Now, let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse uh, 17. Oh, this is great. All right, 17 says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. How do other Gentiles walk? Look, it says, in the vanity of their mind. Y'all know what vanity means, right? Vain, selfish, focusing on themselves all the time. 3,800 selfies a day. Right? It says, in the vanity of their mind. That's why people get offended. they in their mind. They ain't even considering the audience. Like, like it has nothing to do with what the other person thinks. It's what you want to think. Now, I was watching the show. This dude had thought, this dude had in his mind 
First of all, he had in his mind that he was a CIA agent. Right? So he researched and studied being a CIA agent. If you went in his house, he had like, you know, you, they, they have the, uh, the uh, tax and then they put the string next to the next location. He had that. He had pictures of, of, of Russian mob folk. So you went in and you'd be like, this dude's under a series of events. Like the whole movie, I actually thought he was really in the CIA. And so he's meeting the young ladies like, yeah, you know, I uh, work for the CIA, but right now I'm on special ops. And then as he was talking, he was like, I've discovered some information that the person is really after you. So he was creating, like they the, had the girl thinking, oh, my God. He said, don't use your phones. Don't use your TV. So she's telling her son he can't use his, uh, his iPad, his TV, and stuff like that. He's going through all this trouble under the guise of what? I'm a CIA agent. Then... He's, he's with the girl, but basically what she don't know is this dude is obsessed. So he created a story about her, her husband that wasn't true. Oh, my God, he's about to take the child from you. Uh, but don't you worry. Don't worry. I won't let nothing happen. So then, so, so, so I mean, they dating for a long time. Guess what? They had a funeral. She, so he, he told her, you need to stay away from the family. The family is tripping. And the girl was dealing with the family like the family was tripping. How does this sound? This sounds like some of your friends and what they do to you, right? So, so, she, so, so she's going through all that, family tripping, arguing, I'm out of here. Goes to live with the guy, wasn't spending time with the family at all. Then they had a funeral. She comes to the funeral. Everybody comes in. She's speaking to her aunts. This guy comes in, her sister, her mother, the other aunt was like, hey, how you doing? And it was like, well, she's like, well, you know, cousin such and such. It was her cousin. Not only was her cousin, this dude, when they were young, because she went to his house, and she was like, it seems like I've been here before. You know, he was like, nah, nah. Well, they, had, they used to play at the house, and he used to abuse her. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I can tell you right now, I'll tell you. No. Huh? Uh, is it deceivable love? Or so I, 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 I have to, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is, this is my point. My point is, he was delusional, vain in his mind. He's just vain in his mind. He had created his own story. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was one back in the day. All right, verse 18. Look, it says, it says, look, walk in the vanity of their mind, verse 18, having the understanding darkened. So your understanding is your, your spiritual eye. So you have a natural eye, spiritual eye. So you're blind, at, not, not just on the surface, but at the root. It says, being alienated, look, from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, partying and all that craziness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but have not so learned Christ. Not so learned to harmonize, alienated themselves from the life of God. So have disconnected from the heaven and earth life. All, all under the guise of I'm doing my own thing. I don't need nobody. It's, listen, Genesis 2.18, God said when he first created a mate, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. It, it, look, this is way back in the, the garden was, was nice, wasn't it? Everything was perfect at that time, right? 
Even when everything was perfect. No, hey, what no internet, none of that, none of that crazy stuff we got now. God says, not good for man to be alone, man. So, so we, so he made him a help meet. So, and he, he didn't even call it. I'll make you another one. He said, no, I'm going to make you a help meet. Something to somebody to assist you suitable for you. And the reason why is because we're all made different. We only have a perspective. We don't have the whole perspective. God set it up where we need each other. Members one of another is what the scripture says. And what it is is, see, I'm not going to be my best self without your perspective. I'm not my best self without my wife's perspective. Like I need her help. We talk about it all the time. We both see very clearly we just have two different lenses. But guess what? I'm not going to see fully focused without her lens. And if you, if you watch when your, your sight is affected in one eye, your death perception is off. Seems things, things seem further than they appear. Right? Because you, your, your death perception is off. Because you, you're only seeing it from one lens. So you can be impatient, depressed, and frustrated because it seems like things are so far off. But if you get the other lens, you'll see things are closer than they appear. See, so God, you think, oh, this is, this is what I mean by vain. We honestly think we brought ourselves to Charlotte and Eris Christmas in the church. That's how vain we are. We think we're doing the church a favor. God sent you here. Us here. Because he sent us here too. <laughs> right? God sent us here. And why? Well, you think it's by chance? Everybody, every person here needs every person here. But we don't operate that way. We actually think some people are expendable. What you're saying is another part of your ability to see how close things are really in your life is expendable. That's why God created Fast Week. Because we need every word that comes out of God's mouth through every vessel. That's why he created it. That's why we're growing up. Because we're getting all the perspectives. But some of us, we, some, some of us value perspectives, some perspectives more than others. She will tell you this. We don't. We think they're all valuable. That's why if you listen to us talk, you'll hear us quoting what other people say. Because it's value, it was so valuable to us, it impacted us so much, and we value the person, we communicated. But some people don't pay, it ain't even worth it. We follow up. We drive down the road and listen to uh, people's sermons and stuff like that, especially if we're not here. I'm in the gym listening to stuff, as much as I love gospel music. Why? Because everybody's important. I was just, uh, back there. Tia had some stuff written down. I, I looked at it. Uh, Tia, could you, could you send that to me? It's in my notes. It's about being a theorist versus a pragmatist, doing stuff, talking about what you're going to do and not really ever doing it. I took that from her notes. But suppose Tia wasn't important. Or what Tia's doing is not important. I taught a message, bullfrogs and a butterfly. Because a young man did a play. Actually, it was a, it was a, no, it was I thought it was um, Minister Denson, but it was another young man at the church. Man, I was, as the children did a play, he, he started teaching us stuff. I said, wow, I took notes. See, everybody's important. I ain't wasting no time 
Are you? All right, so, so, so whole family in heaven and earth, right? We can't alienate ourselves. So, so we are designed to be around people. We are designed to be around people. See, you're supposed to produce fruit, right? We should be like trees planted by the rivers of water producing fruit in our season. Fruit is for others to partake of. Apple trees don't eat their own apples. You're designed to produce fruit. Uh, I heard this from a man of God. He was teaching on uh, like small groups and stuff like that. Uh, you know, every health ministry we have here is a small group. But he was just saying how uh, they they researched when people isolate themselves. It says it's, it's a more it's a, a morality risk um, if you lack a strong social network. It's comparative to smoking 15 cigarettes a day and drinking 15 alcoholic drinks. That's the effect of not having a strong social network. You can, you can end up dealing with anxiety and depression. Because you're designed to feed off other people. You're designed to learn and to grow from other people. Uh, they call it synergy. Like you, choose, you, you have one battery you put inside of a radio, it don't work. Put the other battery in, and those two batteries together creates a power that operates the radio. Well, when we had uh, uh, business meetings, um, and I went to these different trainings, we would do synergy training. And we would get around people, and they would put us in these groups, and ideas would just come up. Right? It's called synergy. The scripture says two are better than one. And the threefold cord is not easily broken. But we work hard to isolate ourselves, and a lot of times it's because of fear. It's because of insecurities. It's because of we're vain in our mind. Not vain from the standpoint of arrogance, but vain from the standpoint of I don't want anyone to see my flaws. I'm not going to be sincere around anyone. Sincere, sincerity is displaying the cracks, not hiding them. You see what I'm saying? So this is a... God is, see, we're shifting to another level, but God's saying we have to harmonize together to get all the blessings. God will rain blessings. Listen, I told this to someone a long time ago at the church because they was like, well, you know, uh, just not enough miracle. Uh, so when, I know it's at some churches, you know, the spirit seems to flow. I said, well, it's, it's, it's us. It's not just the pastors, it's us. And uh, there's been healing, signs and wonders, the things have flown. You know why? Because we have gotten more agreement. That's, and the more agreement we get, the more affected it is. Listen, I'm going to tell you, as the praise team gets in, in more agreement, because they, listen, I, I admire them when I come into practice. Because they work together. They, they challenge each other. They, nah, I don't think you want, you're going to sing that one. We have somebody else singing it. Yeah, I'd be sitting there, I was like, now, now, now this is a team up in here, because the, the person would be like, yeah, you're right. I ain't doing pretty good on that one. Hey, it's probably better if she sings it. As opposed to what you're trying to say, I can't sing. Right. See, that's not a team. And that ain't family. If, 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 if everything that you get rubbed the wrong way, every time somebody points out something that you can grow in, and so I watched them, and I've had other people come to visit that's in music watch them and say, I ain't never seen this. But they're still growing to be a more, to set themselves apart, to sanctify themselves. Oh, my God, 
I guarantee, I know this, I've seen it already. They, they're going to open their mouths, people are going to be falling out in their chairs. Somebody's going to be screaming, I'm healed. When we get an agreement, people will walk through the door and get what they need. Just walking through the door. All it takes is agree. That's why people come to Pastor King. He said, man, this church has, he said, he was saying a lot of energy, but he was like, he said, man, one thing I look for in the church is, 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 is energy. I knew what he was talking about because I worked in youth ministry. And we went to a, a, a conference. And it was it's all these youth coming together. And it was at a convention center. And so praise and worship is going for us. So our youth, which is how we trained them, we were praising the Lord. No one else was praising none of the other youth. It was almost like, like they were uncomfortable being in a worship environment. So they, you saw energy with the youth. You saw them like excited to be around God. Not in, like, they, like somebody wrapped them in mummy, uh, uh, whatever that material is. Right? And so, so what, what, what Pastor King was saying was like, come in here, th- th- these people are alive. So th- that means they're, they're in a relationship together. Not a bunch of individuals just showing to do a check off at church. So as we grow, lives will come in because they'll come into an atmosphere where the presence of God will hit them. I don't know what's happening. The first time Nate came to the church, uh, Nate Clemens, uh, first time we was having a service, uh, it was an anniversary. Y'all, I think y'all were singing Total Praise. All right. And uh, excellent, right? So it's the first time Nate, Nate, Nate's at, at the church. He's like, he ain't been to church. He wasn't like, He's been to church before, but I'm saying, you know, he just wasn't, fl- man, that dude, that dude ended up on a slap in the wall. Then the next time, he's back there. Next thing I know, he was doing on the sound. He went from back there. I think he, he might have ran Mr. Sammy over, but he's back there. He's up here. He just couldn't take it. See, that no pretense, nobody trying to do nothing. It's just the atmosphere of God, and that's what we have to get to. Uh, but we can't do that if we alienate ourselves from God. And, 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 and the reason I said I was going to take an extra five minutes because I have to explain this. We're designed ambassadors. Now, while we're, the Holy Spirit is actually the ambassador, but we're supposed to be submerged in him, submerged in the spirit, uh, born of water and born of the spirit. And so when you have an, an ambassador, what they do is they live in, they, they're from one place, but they're influencing another place. Right. And so what they do is like 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 it's, it's what we're doing is we're colonizing the earth realm. See, so when they came, you know, you know, your history lesson back in the 13 states and stuff like that, they colonized America. So they came in and, 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 and again, what they did was wrong. But what they were thinking was different. Remember, two different cultures. So they came from a culture in Europe, a farmland. They maximized the land. So when they went to some place and it was not being farmed and they, they didn't see they didn't see you know, cabins and things like that, they said, okay, this is basically open territory. We could just get, grab this, even though there was an indigenous community already here. That's why they said that they discovered it. But what it was is they might have been fishing and they might have been hunting, but they wasn't farming. They wasn't producing fruit. You, you, now, again, I wasn't here. Y'all know, y'all know I wasn't here, right? Like, I ain't that old. But but what I'm saying is, but they came to colonize, to start creating a culture, producing fruit, growing families, look, look, look. And and this is what happens. 
when you, 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 you come from one place, you go dominate another place and grow your culture there. And then when you, what you do is you have someone there representing your culture that trains everybody how to flow in that democracy. And when they get it and it's running itself, you go back to where you was at, right? Yeah, that's what they did with the Bahamas and some other places. That's what they did when they first came here from England. Well, we're doing that in the heaven realm. We were sent here to show the earth realm how to live heaven on earth, not to conform to the earth realm. We're supposed to be here, and the Holy Spirit is our ambassador. The scripture says we are ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 21, but we're supposed to be submerged with him, in agreement with him, and everybody we roll with, we're supposed to be making sure, you got it now, right? You're flowing it. Oh, no, 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 no. What's a you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven? Oh, no. By his stripes, you are healed. No, you have dominion. No, 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 no. That can't stop you. Oh, no. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. We can pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. We have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He's given us the power to get wealth. Name it. Like, like, like I'm redeemed. We're redeemed from the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, and death. We're, we're, that, it said Jesus came to show us how to live. He sent his comforter to make sure he was in us so we can continue to live that way. So when you think of these laws and stuff like that, they're just saying, hey, establish a way to navigate where you can maximize living here on this earth realm, not be swallowed up by the earth. That's, why, that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's the days of heaven on earth. But why get the cheat sheet and not use it. For what? Listen, none of these little trinkets of moments of pleasure is even worth it. You know, all, all those things do is blind us from who we really are and what we really have access to. Like it did with Adam and Eve. It blinded them from the major asset that they had, the major resources. It's like going to another colony to colonizing it but you got access to, to shipping goods all the time but you lose your mind and forget you got all these things so you sitting there going man I'm doing the best I can with what I got what you got you got armies you got resources you you know once you establish what you establish you're going to start trade routes you're going to prosper at a whole nother level you know my city that we're from it was supposed to be New York People don't even know this history because the port in Newark is one of the biggest ports in the world. But they, what they did was they overtaxed the business people, so they left and went to New York. But, but they were supposed to be establishing trade routes where that little city in that little state would be the most prosperous city in the country because of that port. Um, one of the, the most recent mayors came in, he's, you know, I'm not in the politics, I'm not gonna get into that. But one thing he did do, he reestablished the connection to, to, to companies overseas coming through the port. They wanted to come through anyway. See, so, so we have access to the port of heaven. And we sitting there, first of all, I grew up in a, in a city 
by the time I left that city, we had no movie theaters. Their movie, the chat put a, 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 either a theater or two in there now, but no movie theaters. The bowling alley had shut down. Now, when we was young, we used to bowl. You know, I'm going to give it props, Lions, Lanes, went to the Paramount, the Bradford, all those things shut down. The movie New Jersey Drive is about them stealing cars, doing donuts in the street, breaking in fences and stripping cars down. People saw the movie and said, this is stupid, but it was true because they ain't had nothing else to do. There was high crime because there was no other opportunities for them to have nothing to do. But the whole time, they had people before them that could have established trade that would have made the place prosperous. When you see prosperity, you play off of it. Look at the, 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 all the sons that their dads were. Steph Curry ain't playing in the league just because he decided to play in the league. His father played in the league. Was a baller. That's why Steph Curry grew up in Providence. Because Dale Curry played for the, for the Charlotte, whatever, Hornets. And so he, he saw it all around him. And he just, so to him, he's at games all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just play basketball. It wasn't like, man, I'm going to try my best to play basketball. No, 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 no. This, this, it wasn't a try. It was this is what I'm doing. What God is trying to do in our lives is reestablish the atmosphere of success, prosperity, and greatness so the people around you can go, oh, we're just doing this. This is what we do, not what we try. So we got to get back to harmonizing with heaven and earth and, this, and, earth and seeing who we are in this earth realm. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We already here. We just ain't manifested as sons of God. We've been conforming to the world. And then we've given up. We've got weary and well-doing, even though the scripture says you'll reap if you faint not, if you don't give up. I said, that's kind of, that's our, that, that's our seal to live the days of heaven on earth. It's not just a cliche. Nothing that we talk about in this church is a cliche. And God bless, I hope y'all see We've submitted ourselves. God sanctifies, set ourselves apart to hear from God, to give you what you need so you can be fulfilled. We ain't envious. We ain't jealous. We good. But we're not selfish and vain. We're trying to make sure we all get what we need. I talk to you the way I talk to you because you're going to be special. It's just you use your smarts to get into trouble. You can use those same smarts for everybody just want to keep doing stuff for you. Because they love you. But because you use your smarts to get into trouble, people think if they do stuff for you, they're going to make you do more bad stuff. All you got to do is convert the smartness into just being a great kid. You're already a great kid. Be that. And I guarantee you, you won't have to ask for nothing. People will be at their house going, we need to buy Zarmaine some shoes, something, give him something. Let's take him to the movies, something, anything. But people ain't taking you to the movies if they think you're going to get in trouble or you're not going to listen. See, so you, you, you outsmarting yourself. Don't even realize it. Y'all thought I was talking to just Zarmaine, didn't y'all? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's stand on our feet. That's enough.